Hey, hi, good morning. This is Eli. How are you doing? That's great news. That's great news. Um, I'm doing okay too. Yeah. You sure you're doing okay? You know, we really do it okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. 2023. This is a real, this is a real humdinger, huh? Um, I'm traveling north. Six o'clock in the morning. Go across the Richmond San Rafael Bridge. Beautiful, dark out there. Sparkly little lights on the water. Um, thinking about youth, thinking about my own, my 20s, and how in the hell I worked so hard. Also, partied so hard, but how I worked so hard. And did so many freelance jobs. I kept it all together. Doing the same thing right now in my mid-40s. Working so many freelance jobs. And wondering how I keep it together. Uh, At the same time, knowing that it's right where I want to be. At the same time, I'm getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and packing myself two lunches for a 14-hour day, wondering what in the hell I'm doing to myself. Knowing that it's right where I want to be, which is working hard and dedicating myself to the craft, to learning, to growing, to continuing to use my hands and be present for my own physical and mental growth and watching my knowledge base grow wider. Uh, I'm so curious about myself and uh, probably that's what keeps me going. So I'm okay, you know. That's a TBD. Um... But I hope you're doing okay. You seem okay. You seem like a good person. So what the youth thing I'm thinking about is um, all of my youthful outlaw tattoos. Um, being a youngster and giving myself and my friends handmade tattoos stick and poke uh, is what they're sometimes referred to because you stick and poke um, the tattoos sometimes I've heard heard them referred to as sticky poke which I also really love Um, prison style tattoos is another great term because um, I love the the craft tradition that is carried through the prisons and um tattoos being one of them um, is really wonderful and having the the markings of those of that craft uh, is great Um, but I think outlaw tattoos is also great because uh, especially when they're done under 18 um, they are technically all illegal and I think in our current culture and it's always been I think for a long time in American culture that you can tell an outlaw by their weird tattoos sprinkling of tattoos kind of a journal of their escapades of their risk taking behavior lack of a frontal lobe uh, silly stories all wrapped up one little package one cute little package so I started giving tattoos to myself um, when I was 11 years old and I never really let up people told me I was going to regret it and they told me it was going to last forever Though they do, they have lasted forever. 
haven't yet regretted it. Um, that it's always been a fun part of my life and a fun thing to share. But um, just because you're 11 years old doesn't mean you should give yourself a tattoo. Um, that's the truth right there. Um, but maybe if you are, you should, you know? That's not for me to say. Talk to your parents about it. Um, I also started at the same time as when I started playing with hot glass over a torch and also was becoming a very expert bookbinder and also at the same time an expert forger, um, which I was able to then turn into um, making fake IDs when it was time to make fake identification to get smokes and beer when it was illegal to do so because I was so young. Uh, So all of this is all kind of wrapped up, all these craft techniques. And the technique I used for tattoos for many years, I didn't, um, I would adapt and grow with it. And then it wasn't until in my 20s that I started working with um, machines and learned from other tattoo artists and found some books and more deep knowledge of techniques and craft of tattooing that I understood even what I'd been doing as a tattoo artist and how those techniques worked and some of the the flaws in my logic of my techniques. Uh, And so what I'm going to try to do is explain to you the original technique I used from really from 11 to 25 for this. So those 14 years. And how, and I think that I want to tie it into craft, where I am now, as far as like how we can find these techniques and kind of get set in a technique and think that we have a certain technique that is, this is the technique. And maybe we'll carry it for many years, not just for a short amount of time, but for many years. And then through constant honesty and introspection and looking at things really objectively how we can grow around those techniques using those techniques hold those techniques but also sometimes shed those techniques that seem to become part of us that seem to be for sure this is exactly the way I do things and that maybe you can do things like that for 14 years but then maybe there's a point when you can shed those things and um, you know find a different technique because you're being honest with yourself and your techniques Um, and so maybe you know maybe not maybe that's like too too big but maybe we're just going to talk about how to give outlaw tattoos and you're going to go get some outlaw tattoos tonight Um, so that's also uh, totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. So what we're going to need today for this tattoo is we are going to need some ink. And the ink that we're going to want to get is from let's get the ink from an art store. And Sometimes it's referred to in the art store as India ink, though, as a friend from India pointed out, it is neither from India nor made from Indians. And so it really is just black ink, often waterproof, black water-based ink. Um, A sumi ink, uh, a Japanese vegetable ink, sumi ink also is going to work. Um... But if you go to the art store and ask for India ink, they'll probably know what you're talking about. Um, so for now, um, that's a great ink. It can come... The brand that I really liked was Koenor Rapidograph ink uh, because I had a set of Koenor Rapidograph pens. And um, 
those were great pens and the little the bottle was like in such a shape it had a kind of a great dropper and it was easy to get a little bit of ink out of it and seal it back up and it did you could carry it and it didn't make a mess um, so we've got some black ink or whatever some color ink but let's start with black um, a sewing kit from your local drugstore uh, with needles and thread those are the two things you're going to need in that sewing kit are the needle and the thread um, and then also a chopstick uh, and the chopstick is not 100% necessary to actually get the tattoo in there but um, you'll see that it will be very helpful and a bottle cap and a cup of water and a roll of toilet paper and if you like to drink uh, you might need something to drink um, some paper and a pen for drawing your design and then we're also going to need a pen that marks on skin uh, a uniball roller ball also the same kind of waterproof ink pen uh, if it's really hairy you might want to shave it but it's not as necessary um, or at least from my mind at that point it's not as necessary to shave the skin um, when you're doing a sticky poke okay so we've got our materials um, probably going to do this at the kitchen table that's a great place to give a tattoo, right? And we're going to want to figure out what we're tattooing. So maybe um, if you have a design in mind, drawing the design perhaps somebody has a picture or somebody else has a drawing if it's somebody else's drawing we're going to want to trace that and get good at drawing that ourselves um, it's not just good enough to have that drawing traced or to put it onto the transfer it onto the skin or have somebody else draw it on the skin going to want to be proficient with the illustration. You're going to want to know the ins and outs of those lines and line depth and line weight so that you can feel comfortable while you're tattooing because with this tattoo process um it's often um, often uh, confusing, let's say, uh, where when you're doing this single needle style tattooing, it's hard to to do all the tattoo lines and especially as you're kind of getting used to working quickly um, the 
be good at the lines that exist in that drawing and understanding that drawing are going to really assist you in making those choices as you get into the drawing and kind of make it look okay on the skin. Um, yeah, okay, not necessarily good, but you're gonna make this tattoo look okay. This is gonna be a very okay tattoo. And then someday you'll be very proud of this and you'll have a really wonderful memory of this. Uh, and you'll have a weird tattoo or your friend will have a weird tattoo and you'll be able to talk about how fun that was and how weird that was. So um, we got a drawing. I'm gonna take this drawing and where are we gonna put it on this person? You're gonna put it on their leg, you're gonna put it on their arm, you're gonna put it on their face. Lots of great places you can tattoo. Um, and you're, you've got the, the pen, so you're gonna wanna, well, I don't know. We don't, maybe we don't wanna transfer to the skin yet because we gotta make the needle. Um, and we probably don't want to like get premature with drawing it on there and then have them set because it's a party and they might go party for a while and then mess up the drawing. So let's make the needle um, our tattoo equipment. We'll get that prepared. We'll have that sitting there ready to go. Um, and so we're going to start with the needle and the thread, okay? And take the thread and put it through the, well, first, is that needle sharp enough? Is it a fresh needle out of your sewing kit? In that case, it's probably good. If it's not, and you're using a needle that maybe isn't the sharpest needle, then you can look and see, try to find the sharpest needle. And if you can't find a very sharp needle, you can sharpen it uh, on a um, a matchstick striker, right? Um, look, we're already into terrible territory, so I'm just going to give you all of the truth about this. Uh, so, a matchstick striker, I actually learned this trick from a junkie sharpening needles um, that they would use to inject drugs, which is also a terrible thing to do. Um, and you can sharpen a needle on a um, on a matchstick striker and it will be potentially sharper than it was maybe uh, you got like a 10% chance of it being sharper so it's good, good odds um, and if you sharpen it, a small metal object like that, you're going to want to sharpen it pulling away from the point and so that you're putting that little curl back on the point. Um, and then if you can, kind of roll it. And you should be able to... Um, pull that little curl off and not make that needle very grabby. Um, just a disclaimer, this is not the way I give tattoos anymore, but um, I have done this, and so I want you to I want you to know the truth here. So you're gonna sharpen up your needle, and then because you heard about this from somebody, you might actually want to sterilize it, and that's in air quotes, um, using a lighter. But it turns out that doesn't actually matter. It doesn't actually do anything. Because you're also gonna rub your fingers all over it and rub this thread all over it, but um, if somebody's watching, you might want to hit it with a lighter, then they'll feel more confident in what you're doing. Um, so then you've got your needle ready. It's sharp. It's looking good. It's a, it's a crispy little needle. Take the thread and thread it through. Just pull a little bit of thread through the eye of the needle. So you have a little, like, four-inch tail or so um, at the end there. And then you're going to loosely wind it up 
the needle like spaced you know an eighth inch 16 inch around it doesn't need to be super tight threading this first round of threading up the needle and if you don't thread this part this is where it can kind of loosen up um so if you if you give yourself a few wraps here this will help in kind of keeping things a little snugger so you're loosely wrapping up the needle till you get to the point and then we're going to start focusing on wrapping it around the point and we're going to thread back and forth up on the on the top half inch of the needle on the pointy part of the needle we're going to thread a half inch back and forth mounting up that thread but we don't want to go all the way to the point it's kind of the last thing we want to do is get the thread really close to the point but if you get the thread too close to the point at first then it can slip off and if it slips off you can kind of loosen up and if it really does loosen up you kind of have to rewrap the whole thing um so to get this wrap just so um you'll start you know about a half inch or so away and just start wrapping the the thread very close to itself uh, and wrapping turning it tightly uh, wrapping it close to itself um And then getting, you know, starting, you get, you know, you're leaving an eighth inch of the needle point, and then you thread up to there, and then go back to the half inch away from the point, and then back up. And so you're kind of mounding it up, like making this kind of like, you know, it looks like a homemade torch or something. You're, you're winding this thread in a tiny little torch for a mouse. Um, you're winding this thread around the tip and balling it up at the end um, and making this little thick spot at the end for the it's essentially a reservoir of ink and then the last thing you want to do if you kind of perfectly wrap it all the way around is you've made this thick spot and then the last thing is to just leave like a 30 second of a needle poking out and this is where it's like really technically really tricky is getting that thread to be right tight up against the end of the needle and then back onto its little mound without slipping off so you want it to be tight you don't want it to be pushing itself off and you you want the wraps to be close to themselves you don't want them laying at a big angle you want them running fairly perpendicular to the needle itself um, and so that the wraps go evenly like if you're if you've ever wound a fishing reel um you know a rope on some sort of spool kind of getting to lay right next to itself so it wraps evenly is kind of what we're trying to do here just like the thread comes off of a spool um so you're getting to wrap really close to itself finishing up that tip leaving a 30 second of an inch of tiny little bit of needle poking out just enough and then you're going to continue to wrap that thread back around and this is where you also want to keep wrapping tight don't just run it to the end but wrap it tight fairly tight doesn't need to be as tight once you get into the shaft but pretty tight and then get it up back to the eye thread it back through the eye and tie it off with that tail that you left um, and so now you have your needle prepared and the next trick is to take that chopstick and take another piece of thread and tie your needle to the chopstick. Um, so make sure that your thread is tied off that holds the tip, and then you're going to put the chopstick on there, and then you're going to also wrap that on there. And that will just give you something to hold on to. It's going to be like a little pen now. Um, I've given a lot of tattoos without doing that. Oh, it's just hard to hold on to that needle. Uh, fingers start to feel weird and the hand starts to fall asleep. Um, it's, it's a tiny little thing to hold on to. Um, 
one of those techniques that just took me years to figure out and without anybody, without any guidance, any real knowledge, um, I was just flying blind there and um, very, very blind. And uh, the chopstick was definitely a a good addition, um, though it's still, the reality is it's still a really small thing to hold on to. Uh, and having a little wider grip might be helpful. So the reason for the thread, the reason I thought that the thread existed was um, to kind of break the surface tension of the ink and potentially the, uh, using a single needle like that and not pounding really hard with and, and repeated pokes with the needle, but just single pokes, the, the thread almost felt like it opened the hole around the needle. If the needle was so small when it would go in the flesh, the ink wouldn't follow it. And that if you were to poke it a bunch of times, you could kind of push the ink in behind it. But if you use the thread on the tip that when you poke the needle into the flesh then the thread itself as it as it comes up against that puncture wound it kind of pushes on that puncture wound and opens that hole up and allows the ink in that was my theory i don't really know i've not looked under a microscope at what it's like to um tattoo with this kind of needle but that's a theory the other thing that's nice about this thread technique is that it does give you a reservoir of ink because you can't really like just dipping a single needle into ink you really kind of have to pour the ink on the skin and then poke away at it and then you're really just poking away blind um, so what it does is kind of gives you a reservoir of ink to work from and um, then you can kind of not have the skin be super inky and you can kind of um, kind of potentially draw I will follow, follow a line um, that you might have drawn on there. Which gets us back to part of why you're going to learn this drawing well is because this technique is a little tricky. It's hard to see what's going on. It's hard to tell what's going on. And you're going to really want to know this drawing well so that... Um, you can do a good job as good a job as possible uh, is using that using your using your abilities huh excuse me for the yawning it's so early the sun is coming up now Uh, beautiful sunrise here uh, over the mountains Sonoma traveling up here up here through wine country. Uh, um, rolling hills. And it's a lot of frosty out there. It's like 30... It's 33 degrees out there. It's cold out here. It's so cold. Freezing. I had to put on two sweatshirts this morning. Freezing. So... got our thread wrapped around our needle we've got our chopstick tied on this you've got your nice tattoo needle set up there and get your bottle cap you're ready to fill that with ink I know I know it's crazy but that's just what I used to use uh, so because we were drinking beer um Now you're going to want to 
get that drawing onto the skin. I feel like this tattoo, this moment of like preparing the needle is like a ritual that will draw in the attention. Everyone's going to kind of watch you prepare this needle. And the ritual of preparing the needle correctly and paying a lot of attention to it and really looking closely, like it, it will give a moment of pause that everyone is kind of like, okay, this is what's happening here. Like there's a thing that's happening here that this person is doing. And this is, this is part of this ritual. Uh, and I think that, you know, these rituals, I think that this, this craft in particular is identified as almost like a, the, the, the craft is, is the ritual. It's a, it's a, the craft of the ritual, not necessarily like, as you understand that this craft is a very like, this is really weird. It's a really weird technique and we're giving kind of a funky tattoo. But what we are, what is not funky is the ritual. And especially during times of death and mourning, which is where this tattoo style really exists strongly, um, is around the mourning and death rituals and um, giving these tattoos um, during periods of mourning. That's the ritual that is really like carries the story and um, the knowledge um, and the knowledge of the of the person of the space of the people, not as much of this like steward of craft and of that technique, but that's something also that like it is it is what it is it is this like you know this process it is a technique and lowbrow or highbrow like it exists as a technique and it's the that ritual that like each of these moments and the way that i created these um techniques were were built also from stories and knowledge of like picking it up from people that had told me and then trial and error and like trying to get it again and like you know it, it became a technique it developed its own technique in a very folk art way was you know kind of that fully self-taught and community-based technique that wasn't um didn't tap into a larger knowledge base but still continued as a technique and a ritual and then in that way like the many times that I gave tattoos uh, in mourning periods around death, um, those those tattoos are so important, and those are some of my favorite of my own, and the ones that I've given of like those moments of like, you know, you and a best friend, or you and somebody who was very close with this dead person that you knew, and there's that connection between you and that person there's a connection to the dead person there's the stories that are shared in that moment there's like all of the tears is the other people around that are watching that are crying like (laughs) i'm gonna start crying just thinking about this stuff it's like it's so emotional and i think that 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 you know that ritual and those that's the part that's really important here is the the craft of the ritual the craft of the emotion um, and how we how we carry those stories and that's why I think some of these like really kind of bad tattoos are some of the best because they are of a more they're more based on a pure idea uh, or you know some sort of like raw emotion and raw intent rather than just a commercial exchange um, and how that kind of is is maybe sometimes what we're often trying to ta- tap into um, with tattoos to like find that moment to find that ritual and to like memorialize that moment 
and realizing that like you know some of the tattoos that like <clears throat> you know maybe even like I was ashamed of around the time I was like oh man that was a funky tattoo you know <laughs> or I should have been ashamed um but then later became even more important. Like, that's what was so wonderful about it. It was us. It was us kids, you know, tapping into something and, like, doing this kind of, like, silly ritual. But then that silly ritual was, like, that's the memory. That's the big moment of that time is, like, around those funerals is remembering those, like, you know, sitting down and making that needle in front of that person and, um, you know, preparing that tattoo and like getting, you know, having them open a beer bottle and then here's the bottle cap we're going to use for the ink. And those kind of ritualized moments that are um, such an, um, such an, a, an intense part of Americana. You know, to me, this is like that kind of essence of America. And like, it is, it's this like folk arty, you know, game of telephone, this like craft that's not really that crafty, but it's very ritualized and it creates something that is like very folk arty, kind of low art, low brow, but is also like very important and very emotional and very like strong and powerful but it's not really connected to a real spiritual world that it doesn't have a huge long history it's very young very new and very important and i think that that's to me like that's the the essence of that kind of american punk rock world that, that, that can't be recreated, it can't be commercialized and why it exists in that wonderful way that you can't, you know you just can't you can't recreate that in a shop because as soon as it's like commerce, as soon as there's somebody there that you don't know, like, you know and there's certainly a time and a place for that and there's a wonderful way to do those uh, to have that kind of commercial aspect of tattoos and how that can exist but it isn't it never will be, you know, at a kitchen table, tattoos being given by somebody that doesn't know how to give tattoos to people that are mourning a dead friend. And, and the, in that space of, like, it's not as important how good the tattoo is. It's that you all were connected in that. that the only people there are the people that are connected to that dead person and you know that moment is like that's you know that's that big emotion the ritual the ritual of craft so um, now that we've had a little cry and a laugh <laughs> we're missing our friends and we're ready to give this we're ready to give this tattoo um ready to cry some more and share a little bit of pain and a little bit of like frustrating craft and we'll take this design we'll take this drawing and we're going to figure out where we're going to put this drawing and we can draw it right onto the skin um, you know I think a felt tip like a sharpie style pen is a great pen to use but one like a thick sharpie is too much it's too big of a line um, and so I just think that usually I didn't have a good felt tip pen wrap but there's more often going to be rollerball or like a big pen will work but you want it to get a big to lay on the skin you'll want to really wash the skin clean like kind of scrub it and get it dry because any skin oils will make that bick not work very well. Um, and it won't last. And then the... But you can also, like, do a little drawing on the skin. And then as the pen kind of clogs up, then just rub the pen on some paper. And then you can get it to pull the ink back out. And then... Um, using a roller ball like a 0.07 millimeter 
rollerball. Um, also works great. Um, and I think, you know, the thing about the Sharpie also is that it's so permanent that if you're trying to, like, draw this on and kind of sketch it out, like, if you're using a black Sharpie, it's really going to, like, and you don't get your line right and you want to wipe it off or wash it off, it's really going to stay on there and you're going to, like, abrade the skin by trying to adjust the drawing. So I think I also found using a rollerball pen is kind of like sketching it on and working up to the drawing um, and the layout. And that's another reason that knowing the drawing well so that you can lay it out on the skin correctly. Because skin as a canvas is so tricky. It's just always moving. And it's, you know, you stretch it out to draw and it moves and where the person is positioned is always going to change. And so making it look good um, or making it look okay is always a challenge uh, trying to make you know a circle look circular on the tattoo on the drawing is actually pretty tricky so um, I think that's why I've tended away from a sharpie and a more permanent pen like that because it just is like it's hard to get a little subtle line and kind of creep up on a line. And so creep up on these lines and kind of like you're just laying out, you're giving yourself layout position. Um, then it's like the important part of that layout is going to be in the corners, in where lines meet. Because if you can imagine the straight line or a curve and if you know that curve having that curve or that straight line drawn in is not as important as where the lines intersect and where those moments meet because once we start tattooing we can just we can follow the the path of a line but knowing its intersection points is the probably the most important so laying out those corners and knowing where the corners are um, is the most important. Um, so got our tattoo laid out now we got our drawing on there and we're ready to start tattooing um, I mean if you had some gloves you could use some gloves I'm not I wasn't afraid of gloves but for many years I didn't use gloves and not Not in any kind of stubbornness, just not even really thinking about it. Just wasn't even really on the radar. Um, and then, you know, gloves are nice to keep ink off your hands. I think that part of not using gloves also probably was in that ritual of like everyone just being really close and it being like part of this like death ritual was like being covered in ink and blood and that that was that was part of that ritual um, and so yeah I mean it's it's ink and blood you're probably going to want gloves but We're not talking about the way you should do it. We're talking about the way I did do it. So, toilet paper. Roll the toilet paper. Um, because usually, toilet paper, you're going to have toilet paper. There's not always going to be paper towels, but there's more likely going to be toilet paper. So I think that's why toilet paper was the preferred wiper 
It's great for wiping. Um, a cup of water so that you can dip the toilet paper to wipe and so maybe like patting it with a dry piece of toilet paper and then having another wet paper to wash it off uh, the ink will this kind of ink will dry fairly fast on the skin and I prefer not to wipe too much we want to try to get as much line work done on the tattoo before we wipe minimal amount of wiping that you would want to go in and potentially even line out the whole tattoo get your all your corners and little reference points like all lined out um, first and then you can wipe it because also the layout lines are not done with a very permanent pen so that can all disappear on that first wipe so we'll lay out all our lines and then we start tattooing and wipe the whole thing off and then all you have are those little dots that you just made your little reference points and so probably not probably wasn't stretching well enough in those beginning years um, of the stretching the skin to really get a good tattoo what you want to do is to stretch the skin kind of a three point stretch using like two fingers and the heel of your hand like the hand that has the tattoo equipment in it will be your heel and the other hand is your thumb and finger kind of stretching in a three point way um, and so the that stretching will just make it so it's easier to get that exact poke into the skin and get a nice dot right in between the epidermis and dermis the dermis being the upper two to four layers of skin and the epidermis being the lower three to seven you're kind of trying to get that tattoo right on the top of the epidermis right below the dermis but not any deeper just right on the very tippy top of the epidermis um, and so if you stretch the skin you kind of create this way for it to um, for it to, to not have much tension or to have a lot of tension to not have a lot of give so that you can kind of exactly place that dot. Um, but I probably wasn't stretching as much and then more like not going very fast with these initial layout lines. I want to just get those areas that are important, get those corners of the drawing, get the intersections of the lines, get some of the curve of the line laid out, but not focus as much on um, the density of the line yet and making really good dense lines yet, but really more focusing on kind of hitting those little points and getting that... Um, getting those intersection moments to happen and getting those like um, the important parts of the drawing because we're going to sculpt out those other lines but getting it where they cross is important so starting with 
dipping the needle into the ink. You want to get that needle. You might even want to dip it into the water first just to let it soak in. I think I would do that. And I think that it might, that might like create kind of a little bit less dense ink. But for some reason, I feel like that ink just is like whatever weird chemicals I got in it. Um, doesn't like to soak into the string as much. But getting a good soak into that um, into the string. And then stretching out the skin and starting with the upper. If you're right-handed, you're going to want to start on the top right kind of work your way in so that you're not so you can see as you go and you're not smudging it I mean that, or that you are smudging but you're, you're smudging what you've already tattooed rather than your layout lines so you're leaving your layout lines kind of untouched but that's you know you might just be kind of working around it um I think that's less important when you're doing these little sticky pokes. And you've got the the thread on the end of the needle is also creating kind of a buffer so that you can't you can't go too deep with the tip and this is something I didn't realize until later there's a technique where it, with a tattoo machine where you will use the tip the the little handle jobby on the there's like a handle there's like a tube a handle and a tube and a tip at the end that the needle comes out of it and that tip this little plastic tube that the needle protrudes from um if if you just have the needle come out just enough, kind of that same like distance, that 30 seconds, so that when the needle, the throw of the needle just puts it out, just a 30 second out um, of that tip. Um, if you set that just right, you can actually ride the tip where you would just push the tip against the flesh and then the needle is just going to poke right out and you can't, you can't see as well because you're you're pushing the tip onto the skin. It's harder to see, and uh, it's it's going to make it's going to leave a thicker line, and it's going to be a little less clear as exactly where that needle is on the flesh. But you're going to get a consistent, if not a little thick line, but you'll get a consistent line. Um, and, and this technique of riding the tip, which is actually, there's another technique like that in welding, um, where you kind of set the tip of your TIG welder down and, and you kind of use it to stabilize yourself. Um, if you're riding the tip, um, you can... It's kind of, it's a little bit of foolproof. You can't finesse the line, but you're not going to get a really, like, you're always going to have an okay line. It's not going to be super problematic. You're not going to go too deep, but you're never going to be that good at it. Um, And then where if you get more finesse with the machine, you really can poke that needle out of the tip. So you have a longer, you make a longer throw and then you get the needle protruding a ways out of the tip. And so you can really see the needle as you tattoo. But then it's really easy to go too deep. You really have to know your skin and needle action. Uh, you can kind of create a situation really easily. Situation being just like tearing up the skin or going too deep and getting serious blowouts. And so the same with this thread technique is it kind of makes it so that you can't go too deep, especially um, if your needle is a little dull and you're kind of having to push to get it to puncture the skin. Um, Not 
again, <laughs> not recommended techniques, but we're just being honest here. We did sharpen this needle with a matchbook, so um, it might be a little dull. So with that thread wrapped around the end, um, but also the threads also, as soon as it contacts the skin, it kind of makes like the, the mark that it leaves behind on the skin. You can't really tell where the dot was. The, the mark, the stain that it leaves on the skin is going to be, you know, eighth or a three sixteenth inch wide. And so you'll be, you'll, it'll be hard to tell where that, where the dots are. You won't really be able to see where your last dot was. And so you'll kind of, you'll need to hold your hand in such a way and be moving in a smooth motion that you're not going to be able to kind of drop in right back onto the last dot and to the last line. And so moving in a consistent, even fashion across the skin is going to make it, um, that's how you're going to make a good line. Um, and you won't be able to see as well. So that's kind of, you really are riding the tip of that thread. And I didn't know, like you can use Vaseline on the skin to kind of keep the ink stained out. But this wasn't something I learned until, um, until way later. So that's another thing. Um, that's another thing. There's so many things here. There's so many techniques that I've altered and understood parts of my technique, but I made accommodations for them for these you know, 14, 15 years when I was doing this kind of tattooing. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, laying out those lines, those initial lines, um, is going to be that that's the important part and that's the part where you don't want to stay too long on one area but instead focus on the intersections of your line and the shape of the drawing because you can come in and finesse your lines but right now you want to get the like the layout lines of of what the overall shape of the tattoo and because you know the drawing so well you're going to come in and you're going to finesse all those lines in and make them look good uh, make them look okay but you don't need to get each line perfect so in that way we're going to work a little quicker across it and just get those little moments so that we know where the drawing is so that we can wipe it down good and then start really focusing and going into those little spots um <clears throat> having a good light here, I didn't learn about headlamps till later. I mean, I mean, knew about headlamps, but I just didn't think to have one. So getting like a little desk lamp or something or something set up so you can see well. And then a lot of patience. This is going to take longer than you think. This could take two or three hours, even if it's a tiny tattoo, because you're just doing it a little dot at a time. And... um just slowly working these little dots across that flesh, dipping them in your little bottle cap of ink. So, um, if you've ever had one of these tattoos, I'm sure this will all be wonderful memories um, or terrible memories. Maybe it's terrible memories of these kind of tattoos. And if you've never had one, now you know, and you could, um, you and your buddies um, could get onto these tattoos all by yourself. But that would be illegal, and that would make you an outlaw. And um, I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know if you want to go there. Um, so maybe you just want to listen to this radio program. And think about all the terrible tattoos you ha you could have while you don't have any tattoos. Leave that. Leave the bad tattoos to us outlaws. 
Um, all right. Well, truth is, I'm going to go to work now. And I'm glad that we got to have this conversation. I'm glad that I got to share with you uh, this crazy outlaw tattoo ritual. Um, hopefully you didn't take it too seriously. Um, hopefully you had a good cry too. All right. Well, miss you. Love you lots. This is the end of the message. Bye for now.